Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your SmackDown review for July 14th already. Holy cow, we have SmackDown for you tonight. We've got the G1 all weekend kicking off with some really funny, silly pressers that we got to see today. Um, guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats at humperchats.com. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. We would really appreciate it. Uh, it helps people find us in the algorithm. And we're going to remind you to subscribe to two things. One of them is this very here YouTube channel. Okay, we got 97,000 subscribers. We're closing in on that 100,000 mark. And there is a more concerted effort at Fightful to be posting, you know, like content that fits in with the subscriptions. We were mostly just subscribed to tap for notifications, blah, blah, blah. But now... We're kind of building out some stuff for you wonderful subscribers here at Fightful. Also remind you to go ahead and subscribe to Fightful Select. There has been news all week about AW pay-per-view schedules and also what is banned, what you need to consult coaches on, but some restrictions happening in AEW world as well. Always more and more and more coming out. Sean said he has something that's going to drop tomorrow that I think he said it it's it's something that it's going to make people respect someone that they probably already respect. So that sounds like happy news if you don't like wrestling drama, if you're a little burned out like a lot of us are. But subscribe to Fightful Select. You'll also get a bunch of added value there. You'll get Sean's Q&As. There are a lot of people that have been asking about where's Johnny Gargano. There were people that are asking about LA Knight. There's people that are asking about Shotzi Blackheart, who we saw tonight. All sorts of things. So if you add to that thread, he will either give you an answer or he will try and find out for you. So we appreciate that on Fightful Select. You also get 
continuations of shows. You'll get the list goes on with Jimmy Van and Sean. You'll get me and Alex Pulowski, whose twin is loitering in the background tonight. Uh, but, <laughs> but you'll get us doing pay-per-view post-shows uh, behind the paywall, an alternative to what is on the main channel. You'll get Ask Rhapsody and a whole lot more, as well as all the scoops you could possibly want. Follow Fightful Select. Get on there. Can't always rely on aggregates with some things, unfortunately. So if you want the details, clear and concise and correct, FightfulSelect.com is for you. But guys, we're going to dive into some SmackDown. I am joined by the delightful Alex Cardoza, masking as a Ninja Turtle. How's it going, buddy? Hey, man, I'm getting ready for this August 2nd drop of Turtle Mutant Mayhem. I'm such a turtle fan. You guys know I'm a nerd. You can see by my background. I have crap everywhere. I have... I'm just They're happy tuning to be into here. a wrestling podcast. They're nerds, too. <laughs> I know that. I got wrestling <laughs> stuff there, too, guys. I got wrestling everywhere. But anyway, um, I'm doing good. I'm so happy. I'm like super ecstatic to be here with you again today. I know that you're in stormy weathers up there in northern New Jersey. Well, the good but, thing is my internet's notoriously extremely reliable anyway, so uh, I'm yeah. sure that it won't be affected in any way, shape, or form. But we do have uh, an AEW Dark correspondent who's going to come on and tell you when something newsworthy happens. Her name is Linda. She will be here as the show goes on. If something exciting happens there, we will bring her in for live reactions. But we are going to dive into SmackDown. And we will rock and roll. Overall thoughts, you know, we we didn't have a lot announced going into this, Alex. We had three things that were announced. Uh, we had the women's championship match, which we kind of knew where that was heading, right? We knew about Jey Uso, and we knew about the Brawling Brutes and Pretty Deadly rematch with the, um, I guess, technically four things. Uh, but Jey Uso speaking doesn't, like, count as a thing until it happens in my mind like somebody talking doesn't count as a like full-on thing um and we had the the four pack which is i have some mixed thoughts on i'm glad they're doing it we need stakes on the show how certain people got there is a little bit of a mystery but uh you know i don't know there was some i thought some of the stuff that was on here that was good was really good I thought some of the stuff that was on here that didn't make sense really came out of left field tonight. What were your thoughts on the show overall before we dive in? I it seemed to, at first it seemed a little bit all over the place. Uh, just a lot of things happening all at once. Um, the women's stuff uh, kind of unfortunately was a, a little bit of a gimme. Like you knew that what was going to happen towards the end. I don't like that because I want to go in knowing that something cool is going to happen, but. It was SmackDown. It was SmackDown, <laughs> and we have our uh, our AEW Rampage correspondent, Ms. Linda, coming in. I have, I have, I have breaking news. You have so breaking the, news. The Taya Valkyrie, she came out and she speared and curb stopped someone called the Goblin King. That is not a lie. That happened. But then the Tony Storm came out with the Soraya or the Soraya. I never know which. And they came Soraya. out and they started trash talking the Taya Valkyrie. But she's Canadian. So apparently tomorrow night on the Battle of the Belts, they're going to do the Tony Storm versus the Tyra Valkyrie. That, oh, my goodness. That, that, that's breaking news. I mean, I know this was taped a couple of days ago and the spoilers have been online for 48 hours. No, 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 no. This is but breaking that is news. breaking news. 
It is. That is. That is more. We know more about Battle of the Belts than we do about ROH next week. So uh, that also, is great news. Also breaking news, the QTV also still annoying. But next week, the acclaimed versus the QTV in a, in a six-man tag. That was announced as well on this on this program. I thank you so much for the announcements. We appreciate the live updates from our live correspondent who absolutely it, I wouldn't say, you know, isn't live because Rampage isn't even live, but I, right. I appreciate you giving I, us I your am live coming reactions. to you from the past. I don't I'm, know how we do it. The internet is a remarkable thing. Not my internet, but we do appreciate you chiming in. We're gonna bring you back in later for more yes, of, of yes. as Rampage develops, which again you you cannot as, find as anywhere the situation else. Situation develops. I will be breaking in with more breaking news. Yes, we will absolutely have you. Hi, Linda. I'm here at the studio. <laughs> so. Yes, I, I will also. I will push my headphones into my head so I can hear you more clearly. Beautiful. We appreciate that about you. You look great, darling. Good boy, everybody. I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, we will be doing a Sour Graps watch along. Uh, or I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm taking a day off. But <laughs> Battle of the Belts and Collision uh, will be on Fightful Select tomorrow. So if that's something that you normally go and watch today, you can expect that to come into play tomorrow. So you can check that on Fightful Select. But let's dive in to this episode of SmackDown. Parties are out a... of control, Kate. I don't know what's happening here as of late. There's just always bits. And you got to commit to the bits. That's it. That's uh, it. Good. But uh, we do have a chat from our wonderful Kylie chiming in uh, saying, no chat, only love and support. Well, thank you. We will take your love and support and your money. So we appreciate yes. that very much. But as you alluded to earlier, we do start off with this Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair promo. Uh, not great for a few reasons, but I'll I'll give you a recap and then we can kind of run down it a little bit. But Bianca comes out and she's kind of saying some things about, you know, patience and waiting. And it doesn't really resonate to me because she's actually been waiting since May for a fair rematch. But uh, I digress. Charlotte says that um, she's manifesting a big win in Flair country because they are in your home state, home-ish state, your new home state because you left me in Jersey. North uh, Carolina. There you Sorry, go. You I got the, no, you, can, you, you can give the Justin Roberts version. I love it. Uh, but she says that she thinks that Bianca is going to win that she's manifesting it in Flair country, to which I say, why are you burying Asuka any further than she was already buried last week, feeling like the fifth most important person in her segment? Man, face Charlotte Flair. I tried to give it a shot. I was open-minded at first because I was authentically excited that she was back because of her work rate. Like, she's so good in the ring. Um, I felt like at that time, too, the SmackDown women's division could use some stability. You could use a work rate gal like that. Uh, but this, this isn't working. Uh, Bianca is skilled enough to pull off the heel turn piece of it, but that's a, that's going to be quite an uphill battle because I, I think that's just going to be tricky. I think people want to still root for Bianca, but uh, yeah, this, this opening promo was not, it didn't do the job on selling me 
on what was happening because I'm just so sick of Asuka feeling like the third wheel in her own title program. Man, I, I don't like it. Uh, Asuka's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and it just feels like between that and what's going on with Rhea on Raw, and I know she's been working hurt, but like neither of our women's champions feel like strong women's champions, and they're two of the best wrestlers in the whole wide world. Alex, what were your thoughts on the match? Yeah, so like you mentioned, it was just... I, I I feel like Asuka right now um, is getting to be the third wheel in all of this. And, yeah. and, and, and unfortunately, I feel bad saying this, but it's again, she, she feels like the third wheel again in every single segment that has to do with championship matches. Unfortunately, Asuka just feels like an afterthought of something or someone that just got thrown into the mix. And I don't know if it's because she can't verbally defend herself. And that's the part that I think is is what's stopping uh, the whole situation here with her not being able to vocalize what she feels like everyone else. You know, you got Bel Air and, and Flair in the ring kind of just throwing it up. You know what I'm saying? So well, she I had wonder... some freaking consistent matches on television. I know, I know. Maybe the yeah. verbal wouldn't be such an obstacle. 100%. When you can physically showcase what you can do, and we've seen this with the um, with the other women in AEW where also they can't really work the stick, but they can work a match and they can work an angle, right? So I don't know, man. I don't know what's what, what I feel bad for her because she's such a powerhouse. And she just she goes, is. she just goes with it. She just goes with it. And and it's not to her fault. Yeah. And I feel like the, the real bummer in it was this version of Asuka. I felt like really was connecting Hell with the audience, yes. like with the entrance and her in-ring behavior, even when she wasn't speaking, just like the way she was being a little bit of a trickster a lot. Uh, everything really, really was connecting. And then it was like kind of as soon as Charlotte got back. They just kind of dropped it all. Like it became the Charlotte and Bianca thing. Uh, and she hasn't been wrestling. We saw her wrestle tonight. Thank goodness. But like Asuka is one of the best wrestlers in the whole wide world. And I would just like to see her get treated that way. Particularly because she has the freaking title. Which means you've told us she's one of the best in the world. But we do have another breaking uh, update for you on Rampage. Yes. This, this, is, this is breaking news from the hook situation. I want. I wanted to say, cause, cause remember how he's like, keep running, Perry. He he calls Jungle Boy Perry, which is which pops me. I love that. But anyway, the hook. They said a little little thing on the bottom of the screen says Lower East Side Manhattan, and there's a there's a there's a camera, and it's watching him. He's eating some pasta, some pasta like a, like a little Alfredo. He's eating a little Alfredo, a little Alfredo linguine outside. One of those little like outside, nice little nice little outside out outside eating area. He's at the table with some blonde who's on a phone. There's no plate of food in front of her. But then again, it looks like she hasn't eaten in years. Anyway, so anyway, he's sitting there. He's eating some pasta. He's got his he's got his head. He's got his sunglasses on. He says, "All right, Jungle Boy, you want a title shot? You want a shot at my title, Boston? Next week." I'm tired of chasing your ass. And then he eats some more pasta. So the hook versus the former Jungle Boy, the Jack Perry, will be happening in Boston. That's just a, 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 a hop, skip, and a jump from me. I might go up there and watch it. I won't. But, but not. I but I won't. Kind of thought they were going to do the FTW belts on Battle of the Belts, but I guess we apparently, are apparently not. not. Nope. No, we are not. We're not in any hurry to do that. So 
I hope that becomes a hair versus hair match. Yeah. But okay. we appreciate your update. We will bring you back on later. But for now, we move right along into our first match of the night, our tag team match between Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus Pretty Deadly and a rematch. Brawl and Brutes are coming for revenge. This match was pretty good. It ends with uh, Prince exposing the turnbuckle and Ridge charging into it and landing on his throat. Now, I get selling the throat from the Samoan Spike. I get that they tried to make the drop kick from Austin Theory on his throat look like it was supposed to be doing further damage, but a rolling drop kick doesn't really give that impact. So nice try, I say to you, but Prince ultimately hits a leg drop to get the pin and the win here. Um, this is good. I just, we never really understood the alliance between uh, Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory. I'm thinking we might be heading away from that because of what we're getting with the U.S. title picture, which I think is good. I loved the packaging for Pretty Deadly here. The theme was so great. The giant disco ball. I am so in on all of that. I feel like the presentation for Pretty Deadly is working well. This match was perfectly suitable. We already had them lose to the tag team champions, though, so this is where I get a little bit more concerned because if you're not in the tag team picture, tag teams either are in service of someone else or there's kind of these, like, matches that don't really turn into feuds or go anywhere. But I will say, Brown Brutes looked good. Uh, Pretty Deadly continues to, I think, be connecting with the crowd and, and having positive momentum here. Perfectly suitable match. It was one of the things that were announced. Kind of made me be like, what's on the rest of this card? Because we got so much of the things that were announced up front. <laughs> but uh, what did you think of what we got here in tag team action tonight? Um, I, I guess it's a nice little uh, match. Uh, I feel like you right now. I'm like, all right, cool. It was announced. It was put in on screen. Yay. Um, other than that, you know, anytime these guys get television uh they get put on television is a good thing pretty deadly continues to you know be put in front of my television which means that they believe in them and i enjoy their matches i enjoy everything that they're doing right now um how many times will they go up against you know uh the brutes i don't know <laughs> you know like they like to kind of like beat that drum a lot where tag teams face each other all, um a bunch of hundreds of times but yeah like you mentioned i thought it was okay um other than that where is it going? What are we doing? You know, like, uh, is this building up steam for Pretty Deadly to kind of, you know, um, put them in some type of title picture? I don't know. We'll see where we go. Yeah, this, I don't know where it goes of anywhere from here. Like, I get the idea that the Brawling Brutes were looking for their revenge for what happened, right? Right, right. So that right. makes sense. But we have seen older habits surfacing and that we've seen a lot of rematches. We've seen... yeah. Um, less time and like ring time on screen, like matches I'm getting shorter and that, you that just, kind of you just me out. literally like I you just transported me back to like almost last summer. <laughs> you just yeah, they kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're 100. percent I wasn't thinking about that until you just mentioned it. We have been falling, and it's because I guess I've been so involved in the only thing that really has been working for them, which is the bloodline storyline. 
they, they find different like B, C, and D stories to branch out that I've kind of not paid any attention to the fact that they have been falling back to old habits. Yeah, it is. It is an uptick. And there are still some things that I think are a lot better. But those two things in particular feel like, eh. like, I think there's still a good emphasis on mid card titles. For example, we had a match with stakes on here tonight for the US title. Gunther has one of the, the most successful reigns in wrestling going right now. The pacing is still I mean, on Raw, three hours is just always going to feel long because three hours is a long time. But we're not doing things like having someone's entrance and going to commercial break like we used to. Like, So there's there's still things that I feel like are a lot better than they were maybe this time last year. But the uptick in rematches for sure is noticeable. And the ratio of actual wrestling that you're getting on the show being down is definitely something that I kind of noticed. Crazy. Too, so. That's not like for, for me, just from like a, a taste perspective, not my favorite way that stories get told in wrestling, but I will say my chief complaint last week, I loved the bloodline segment. We talked about it, but it just took up so much of the show tonight's bloodline segment, which we're going to talk about later was a much more manageable time and very, very effective. And I can't wait to talk about that. So it seems like there's a bit of a negotiating process going on. I also certainly think it's a little telling when I go to set up the broadcast for this stream and I don't have a card to talk about. Like uh -huh. there's a, uh, I had three things at the time that I set this up, which was around seven 15 Eastern and the show starts at eight. So yeah. things like that um, make me nervous that we're heading in a direction that I'm not as interested in going, but this match perfectly suitable. Some other good stuff on the show, but we get, Kathy Kelly interviewing Grayson Waller. Now, Grayson Waller, I think, is actually clicking better on the main roster than he did in NXT. And my complaints in NXT were less about him other than that his finisher is terrible. You got to get a finisher where you... Yeah. Uh, the guy that looks like Linda, who was on here, and I were talking about it week over week, um, like a finisher where you have to leave the ring to do it just doesn't work. But most of our complaints were about the booking never backing up what he was saying, kind of like how we feel about Austin theory right now that kind of continues here tonight, but not in as egregious of a way as it did on NXT. We get Kathy Kelly saying that Waller isn't surprised he's in the title picture as he got added to this four way match. Everybody's talking about him. The rock is talking about him. I like him throwing out the, if you can smell what he's cooking line, that's a good way to get heat really fast in a way. But at the same time, He's had one match and he lost to Edge. Uh, and even though Edge said you could swim, I'm very glad he could swim. I hope he can do an IM. I hope he's the best butterfly swimmer in the whole wide world. But swimming ain't wrestling, guys. I get what the metaphor is. They definitely shoved it down our throats enough. I should. But, like, I, just for me, like, I like when meaningful wins lead to something. Now, the other side of this bracket as well you know, Cameron Grimes hasn't been on TV in forever and he's getting a shot too. So they're consistent in their inconsistency of that. This is kind of a thrown together tournament, obviously tournament. I don't love four packs being a part of a tournament either. Like I feel like individual matches should advance you, but this is clearly something they're trying to, to smush together to make sure that there's someone in place for Austin theory at SummerSlam. Do I think I know where it's going? Yeah, I do, but we're going to find out. Uh, any thoughts on the Grayson Waller promo that we got tonight? 
No, you pretty much put it all together there. Um, <clears throat> again, he's another one that I'm really high on right now. It seems like a couple of these call-ups that they've brought into SmackDown, I'm really high on, which is really good because um, in the last couple of years, every time they've brought people up from NXT, they kind of just wither away or we just kind of don't hear from them. So the fact that we are talking about future talent the way we have been, uh, you know, with with Pretty Deadly, uh, Waller, and so on. It's it's really refreshing. So he's one of the highlights for tonight, by the way. So yeah, he definitely has like what they're looking for for a main roster talent. There's no doubt about that. So I think he'll assimilate well. I just I don't want to have the same complaints that I had about him in NXT that I do on the main roster. Like I would like the booking to back him sure. up. He's obviously only had now two matches, but you know, not a lot of main roster time under his belt. They've obviously brought him in to feel like a very big deal. So um, we will see what they have in store for him. But David Jackson saying me and my friend Matthews are heading home from SmackDown in North Carolina. We love you guys. And it was was definitely a SmackDown. Glad the tickets were free. I'll tell you right now. Um. The arena, the arena is only about 15 minutes from me, PNC arena, <clears throat> whatever they want to call it. Um, the airport's about 20 minutes away from me. It's just like, I, this place is incredible. And I can get to and from there. It's not like going to Newark <laughs> where it takes me an hour. And, Brad. you know, and then it takes me another three hours to get home after an event. But, um, but yeah, good on you guys, man. I'm glad you guys had fun. Um, and uh, I want to know how you got them tickets, bro. What's up? <laughs> Alex looking for the hookup. Sup, man? Word. But we will see. We'll see what's in store for Grace. Oh, uh, he just I... he just answered me. My mom works for a company that occasionally gets tickets for free. Okay. Well Shout played. out to Mama Dukes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so we'll move along to our second match. We'll go back to this weird little Charlotte thing that happened in between when we get closer to the main event, but we have Selena Vega and Bailey with EO Sky at ringside. Selena Vega, I'll let you determine as the fan, very much in the Sasha Banks world today with both her look and her meteora from the outside. I heard people saying it's awesome that she did that against Bailey, like it was a Sasha nod. I heard people saying she stole it. I heard people saying <laughs> Selena looks great. So whatever that looks like to you, interpret it however you wish. Um, but she did come out in a very, with the blue hair, um, she did kind of pull out some of the Sasha Banks moves, which, Hey, there's a lot worse people you could be copying or imitating or inspired by however you want to perceive that. But this was a short match, but decent enough. And I'm glad that they was Delina. I don't know if there's anybody that's been more start and stopped with that gal. She was. She was with the company. She left the company. She came back and won Queen of the Ring. She was a valet. Now she's back in the ring again. She had a very brief tag run with Carmella in there where they were never on TV. Like, it was a very, very chaotic thing for her. So I'm glad since the Puerto Rico show, she at least seems to be getting on screen, which is good. But this match ends with Bailey hanging Zelina Vega up on the ropes and then getting the rose plant for the win. Uh. This is interesting because now it feels to me like Bailey is going to maybe cost EO. Um, her getting the wins, there being some unsteadiness in general with the relationship that has been brewing for months, which I thought was going to culminate at Money in the Bank. 
them carrying it over to this makes me think that if the split's going to happen, either one, Dakota Kai is healthy enough to come back, which would be fantastic. I miss Dakota Kai so much. And two, um, like I, I think Bailey costing you is a really good way to get heat. It feels like the story is very much prolonged in that way, but people like. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To root for Bailey. So if you want her to... People also love to root for EO. Gosh, right. We saw that yeah. at, in London and Puerto Rico. So if you want someone to turn hard, you can have them turn on each other. And Bailey costing EO Sky a title, I think, is a good way to solidify that Bailey is a hardened heel in that way. Um, so I don't hate where this is going. I just feel like as things kind of move along, Bailey picking up a W here. We'll talk about what happens with EO in the main event in a little bit. Um, I, I think that might be where we are headed. We will see. But what did you think about what we saw on screen from these two gals tonight? Um, so with Bailey, every time she holds that briefcase, I just feel like something's about to happen. Like <laughs> she's going to whale her. You know, when she was going, when uh, she was going up the, the corner, I'm like, is she going to like get in the way and maybe like smash her with the you know, with the briefcase or whatever. It just, I don't know. I'm just, my mind is wired that way where I always think something's going to happen. And I feel like you're right. She might be the one to possibly turn on EO because EO would make a massive baby face, to be completely honest. Oh, she, um, yeah. I think she kind of already is. And oh, you're not yeah. alone in that. Bailey's really good at her job of making you really wonder good. what she's yeah. going to do. She's also a blast with Michael Cole. If they ever split them up again, I will sue the WWE. I know. I read that. I read that on yeah. your on the Twitter machine. Um, Zelina, as for Zelina, I love her so much. God, after having her on the show before with Freddie and just like connecting with her, she's just pure, like her passion, her Latin heritage, everything just is so great. She's just right now in, in a process. She is following the guidelines. She is being written for. And so it's kind of hard to kind of try to see if anything's going to get done for her and get behind her when she's just being fed through the line right now. You know, like she hasn't been on anything super meaningful since um, Backlash. So, right? Like, that was it. I do feel like it's not the worst plan with her for a little bit though because she's she's solid in the ring and she's but she's I in think, front of the tv every week which is what she's exactly 100 percent. yeah and i yeah. i think there's a lot of really strong like really really strong in-ring women's wrestlers and she can definitely hold her own but i think you can kind of i mean she was valeting for so much of the past year that like those reps in a ring are important like you saw the growth of Liv morgan when she kind of was first set solo god she had just been I mean, the in a in a trio where she was wrestling for what three minutes when she was yeah. in the ring to now being expected to have high quality solo matches against some of the best women in the world. Reps are really important, and so I think 
for Zelina Vega to maybe grow along with um, kind of where the threshold for in-ring women's wrestling is, this is a really good spot for her of like, let's just keep getting those reps and keep getting those oh, reps. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. She's and developing mean- a wider skill set and stuff. I, I think um, I agree with you. Like people should still be able to have productive losses, but I, I think it's a, a decent use of her so far. And I don't mean it in a bad way. Like I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being biased. I'd like to see you know, besides whatever she did before as Queen Zelina and whatever, like put a, a rocket on her and just kind of see where it can go. Again, someone that could represent not only the heritage and the and the women, the women, you know, I think yeah. she can definitely do it. She has the look. She can talk. She can wrestle her ass off. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, just but me. you got to have back guys. muscles. You don't have to be sorry. Bro. I like that you're in on your gals. By the way, but we do. Speaking of gals. Yeah. Have breaking news over in uh, AEW Rampage. Uh, Linda, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm here on the scene, um, very far away from wherever it was in Canada they did this. But um, uh, so uh, I, I wanted to tell you that the Mega Hawk Monster. I'm on the scene. I'm here on the scene in this very dark room. But um, I uh, listen. So the Murderhawk monster is back. The Lance Archer, he was overseas for a while. He's back. Uh, he had a match against the Trent. Because there's a question mark, and you got to say it like that. Um, so he had a match against the Trent. And then, and so he, he beat the Trent. And then the Chuck Taylor came in and tried and, and, and want, wanted to do something. So then he beat up the Chuck Taylor. And then he called out the Orange Cassidy. And he said, the Orange Cassidy, you come down here. And because I want, I want to face you for your title at the Battle of the Belts. And Jake Roberts is back, and he's managing the, the, the Murderhawk monster. I feel very bad for him because he can barely move around, and he sounds like he died last Wednesday. Like, it, like it, it's, it's not good. Poor Jake Roberts. Everyone say a prayer for poor Jake. Um, so anyway, they, they stole – OC does come down. He beats him up. They steal the, the Jansport backpack with the title in it. And says, this is ours now. If you want it back, show up at the Battle of the Belts and take it back from us. So so, so there was that. Also, there was some breaking news with Jeff Jarrett, but I muted it. I, first of all, respect that. And yes. second of all, what a, what a fun development. I love that Lance Archer is back. If you yep. watch New Japan, something clicks different with Lance Archer's presentation there. And I hope that they take notes because he's That's very good. It's he's he's great. He's really he's really really special, and I don't think AEW has quite found the the match for him yet. But if you watch some of his New Japan work, he is absolutely fantastic. So that should be a really fun fun match. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, Linda. You're very welcome. Love so you, Linda. I'll, I'll 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 be here in case there's any more breaking news live on the scene. Thank you, the Linda. We'll keep posted on the rampage. I, I don't know, man. I'm into spooky witches, but there's something about Linda that just, <laughs> <laughs> that just tickles thy pickle. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is, but I she's a babe. What can we say? But she's hot. God damn. Speaking of spooky witches, I um I haven't seen them in a while either. That makes me angry. Oh, I know. We were talking about that on Monday a little bit of like, well, Rhonda and Shayna lost, and then where did the spooky witches who lost to them a week before go or whatever? But I don't know. Man. Um, I do feel like there's a lot of 
witches and crazy gals on wrestling television right now, particularly in WWE. And we got another one today with Shotzi Blackheart, who had her a lock of her hair cut off, which I guess gets carried around in the briefcase, by the way, which cracked me <laughs> up that Shotzi's hair is in the briefcase made me laugh. Um, but we get a vignette from Shotzi, mm. which was... I, I need to see where it goes before I pass any judgment. I don't know if I like... Um, I feel like Old she Shotzi. might be the the better version of it, but it's kind of like I feel like Liv Morgan was this and then she wasn't. And we have like kind of these women who like snap um, and are unhinged. And if you want to see someone unhinged, you can hear me talk about ROH last night, by the way, because I was very, <laughs> very sad. Uh, but <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes because I think Shotzi is like probably one of the best to kind of carry this archetype i thought the vignette itself was produced very very well but we got her shaving her her hair right off man this is crazy she's kind of been synonymous with that green hair i i like the idea of her getting away from this like i i like the idea of it's it's so much of her run on the main roster has been like Shotzi has a tank and green hair and does crazy stuff in the ring and that's it like there's been nothing that's really come together for her so if there's like a more concerted focused effort behind what she's trying to do i think that's awesome i'm intrigued to see where it goes i have my reservations because they don't always handle stuff like this in my favorite way and if it's not my favorite way i hate it no i'm just kidding but i i'm intrigued to see where it goes and i i thought the vignette itself was very good um and i i kind of like her and bailey tangoing a little bit like i I think if eo is going to be off in title picture that could be a really fun way. And, you know, I also feel like it's a healthy sign for the women's division that maybe we're getting off the revolving door of tag team partners. It was like Shotzi and Raquel were just paired with someone different every week, a new square dance every single time. Maybe there's some clarity coming together for Shotzi Blackheart on the main roster. That would be awesome. Um, what did you think of our vignette here today? I loved it. I, I love unhinged women, as we can tell. There might be <laughs> there might be something wrong with me. Um, I don't know. I might go to therapy for it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, <laughs> I'm broken. I know that much. I so um, <laughs> brutal titties on the. Uh, it's brutal titties. Um, All right. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> chopped it off <laughs> because of uh, her sister's, which is great. So didn't know that. I am very happy to know that. I'm sorry that I botched your name, Brutal Titties, and now <laughs> I'm forever an idiot for that. No, it's okay. <laughs> in the infinite I, lore. I pop for this name every time. That's the only oh, reason God. I was so familiar with it. So it's it's yeah. really cool to know that. Um, I really, when I saw her in the bathroom scene just laying there, the first thought to me, and this is just because I'm old and I've been watching this great sport for a long time is the fact that I said to myself, she's going to cut her hair off because just the angles that they were using and she's in a bathroom. I thought she was just going to snip, you know, like go crazy and snip when she brought out the, uh, the razor. I was like, hell yeah. I love Shotzi. I think she's beautiful um, in a witchy way. <laughs> I, I love her at Halloween Havoc. And I love her at Horror Nights in Orlando. 
if that See. doesn't say enough about me, then there you go. But anyway, even were her without hair, I think she's just gonna look like even spookier witch, and I'm here for it. No, she's. I think she's gonna be able to pull that off. She's, gonna, she's look gonna look so badass, dude. Badass, yeah. <laughs> Which I think oh. is fun. Like if if this goes in a Mad Max direction too, God, sign me up. She for that has that look. Percent. I'm glad you said yeah. that. She looks like she belongs in a Mad Max movie. Um, I do think that that could be a really, really cool way to go. I am just stating here for the record. My bangs are the money maker here. Okay. So I won't be doing that anytime. You sure bang. Uh, I, I do. I bang. Sean. I, I, need, I need Sean one of those, I read Sean. those bang energy drinks is what I need. So I just, can we get you? I want uh, you to know. Sponsored I want, by them? Maybe. There's a wrestler named Vinny Pacifico who's running around. He's sponsored. I feel like I should because Ty Conti and her baby are sponsored by bang. That's right. Well, we don't need to talk about energy drinks and children. That's already a different conversation for another time. However, uh, I, I just want the wonderful fightful viewers. Bangs aren't going anywhere. Okay. They're staying here. We got Raphael over here. We got my bangs over here. Everything is is gonna say that standard. I don't think I could pull it off in the same way that Shotzi could. I think she's gonna look awesome. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see where this goes. We will we will see. I have my hesitations just because I've been hurt in the past by WWE with archetypes like uh, this. But yeah, I I feel like Shotzi. If there's anyone that can pull this off in the right way, like she's the gal. She is the gal for it. Um, if not Shotzi, maybe the Linda. But we've got a chat from Matt Rykeel, who's always so wonderful and supportive of us, saying, Happy Friday, Alex and Bestie Kate. I love and support women. Thank you for sending in your chat. I love you. I love Shotzi for what she did. That is awesome that she um, you know, did that for her sister. And also kudos to WWE for making yeah. it work creatively. Like that's um, you know, that's the look of a wrestler, something that's very important, kind of <laughs> in general and and certainly in WWE more than anywhere. So yeah. Um I'm I'm glad that they found a way to to make it work because she wanted to do that. That absolutely stinking rules. But we will move along to our next segment, which was we're already at this, and I'm I'm excited to talk about this because I think I don't know if I didn't communicate it right last week or if uh, people just like were looking to be negative or somewhere in between. I really liked the bloodline segment that we got last week. I wasn't trying to be negative on it. I thought it was really good. I just didn't like what it did to the rest of the show. Like rear-ended a lot of it, and it yes. was really, really, really long. Um, that's usually my complaint about bloodline. It bookended the entire show. It did. It was a. It took up a lot of breathing room. They were right. I mean, it it did the highest rating in years. Good for them. Um, they know what they're looking for better than I do. From good for them. For me watching it creatively, it wasn't my favorite just because it took up so much time. That being said, content of the segment was a home run. And tonight, I was really encouraged by what we saw here because we have something that didn't take up a ton of breathing room on the show. We had something that advanced the bloodline, even though Roman wasn't here. And we had something that um, is logically making sense leading into SummerSlam for how it's being executed. So we have Jimmy Uso being taken out. They made it clear that he is not clear to compete. I think we knew we were headed toward the singles match anyway to properly pull off that singles match. You kind of have to have Jimmy taken out. Otherwise, why wouldn't he be around for this? Mm -hmm. Right. 
So I really, really like that we got that off the bat. I also didn't like that we had like 20 minutes of Roman walking to the ring. This was all much quicker and to the point. Jay Uso gets right into it, <laughs> saying that being brothers is cool, but being twins is just like a, basically a different level. You feel the same. And that includes being hurt. When Jimmy hurts, he hurts. And he never thought he would be hurt by his own family. He also says that he's going to spank Solo for what he did. <laughs> Outcome Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman. I love this line that Solo isn't here to enforce the will of Paul Heyman. He's here to enforce peace. The notion of enforcing peace is the most like delightful friction in, in itself. I thought that was so good. There's been so much. People are using the word gaslighting. Um, I do think that like some people don't like using that kind of language in this, but I think it's supposed to feel like familial gaslighting. Like, I don't think it's people taking something out of context. I think that's the story that we're telling here. Uh, and so a line like enforcing the peace, I feel like fits in super, super well here. We find out that Roman Reigns will be here to discuss the rules of engagement for their match next week. But Heyman says that Solo was right. Jay has no self-awareness and doesn't seem to understand he has no conscience. He doesn't have the conscience of a right-hand man. And what happened to Jimmy is Jay's fault. Who boy, did they sell me a ticket with that stuff. Um, as someone who loves her sister very much, if someone was out there saying that my sister was out hurt because it was my fault, that would get to me really, really bad. Um and then Heyman runs down a list of people who aren't going to forgive Jay. And that includes Jimmy. And that includes their father and their mother. And it includes Paul Heyman, who keeps mm. saying how much he loves them, which I love. He was like, I love you guys, but I can't forgive you for this. And that that also includes Roman. And then Solo, in a rare move, goes to speak. We get Solo, considering the mic here, telling mm -hmm. Jay what happened is on... Um, he tells Jay that what happened to Jimmy is on him, kind of agreeing with what Heyman said. As far as Solo goes, he won't forgive Jay either. Um, and they start to brawl. I can't believe how good Solo is at, at this is going to sound weird, but stay with me, not being on the mic. Solo yeah. Sokoa has this really good thing. I think Eddie Kingston has it too. I use him as an example for this all the time. Eddie Kingston's one of my favorite promos in wrestling. He's also incredible at putting a mic down and fighting or my man redeemed these nuts. That's it, right? We're off to the races. <laughs> Not everything needs an exhaustive dramatic explanation. And the way Solo commands the mic without saying anything is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. He can control the energy of an entire room just by his presence that is special. It is rare. If it's not Jay to dethrone him, I really think it should be Solo because I think he he's ready. I think he can really, that could be a star-making thing, and I think he's ready to step into that role. This was a really good example of that. He knows who he is to Jay, to Jimmy, to Paul Heyman, to Roman. He is so sure of him and his relationship to all of these things, and he's not more sure than anything of anything than his relationship to the crowd. It is really, really special. And I love, love, love seeing it here. And then, shocker, we got a brawl. It wouldn't be a Bloodline segment if there wasn't an Uso super kicking someone. But this is really, really well done for a few reasons. Um, 
there's a lot of storytelling in just this little brawl that we get here other than oh my god they brawled jay is like quick and outsmarting and on top of it like it mm. wasn't a brawl for brawl's sake this was jay being a step ahead of them which when roman's not around is possible but doesn't always happen we also get a spot with the chair here where Heyman has the chair, but he gets it taken away from him. I'm just kind of smooshing this all together. And Solo eats this chair shot, um, which is another great way to justify how we're getting to this one-on-one -on -one match, right? Like, hopefully Solo is taken out. Probably could have used a little bit more of a beatdown in that sense of, like, if this is supposed to be Solo getting taken out. Mm -hmm. We still have a couple weeks of this. Like, Solo could be taken out more brutally. But, like, for me to buy Solo Sokoa isn't going to be at the aid of Roman Reigns. I probably could use a little bit more physicality in that regard. But really, really strong stuff. And, Alex, this was, like, six minutes long or something. Yeah. Like, this happened so fast and was so productive. Really, really refreshing. I loved that this wasn't at the beginning or the end of the show because those are Roman slots. That's tribal chief time. This was in the middle of the show. But, man, was it a momentum pickup. Like... I thought this was excellent. Paul Heyman selling us as only Paul Heyman could. The chat is lighting up with how uh, we got the Juso comment to Paul Heyman was howling <laughs> at that. Absolutely, absolutely excellent. Um, I flowers upon flowers, and I don't mean the ones in LA, not a, a tribal one. I mean, I'm throwing my flowers at this segment in general. What were your thoughts on what we got here? Yeah, I like the fact that, you know, it was a little bit of a palate cleanser there in the middle of the show. We needed it and they delivered. They got to the point. Um, and to your point with Solo, there's something about his character that not only screams Umaga, right? Because Umaga was the silent killer, right? But also yeah. has a little bit of the entire family within it with it you know what i'm saying like he picked up that mic and he was able to convey a message with just a few words and it was impactful it wasn't overran you don't need solo on the mic to be freaking giving you paragraphs upon paragraphs of what he wants to do because his body language is so insane he can when he is physical with his brothers or the family or whomever he's fighting he's so damn good all right. And let's not also take away from the fact that the wise man is also still at the age that he's at physical in the ring, still doing what he has to do to sell and to drive home this bloodline, you know, storyline that's now going into um, rules of engagement. Is that what he called it? Yeah, uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. 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 So another it was a civil war. And now we're heading into the rules of engagement. You know, I'm seeing a pattern here. What's next? Armageddon. Um, so yeah <laughs> so um but yeah i man i think solo eventually when they finally get this all done and settled he's gonna be insane he really is and uh i've said this before but he was kind of one of the fewer bright spots on nxt when when alex and i would review um he just what's amazing is he's crushing it right now in this role as a heel he was a super over face and i think people can see why like it translates really really well as much as you're rooting against him because of the calculated way he's operating right now that cool factor also translates super well to baby face so should he turn on roman i think you're going to be surprised if you weren't watching him in nxt but how easy it is to cheer for this guy i think that's going to be a really seamless transition because he just has there's like an ease about him where you're just like, 
there, there's a magnetism with that guy. And it's not like the most in your face thing in the whole world either. But I think we have some incoming breaking news from our correspondent, Linda, who I believe is live on the scene still. Uh, the scene is uh, the podcast room in which yes. Linda is recording, but live from there. Uh, yes. Linda, do you have any updates for us? I'm here live from beautiful Saskatoon. And uh, it's uh, so the, the Willow Nightingale has beaten the Athena. The Athena really brought it to her the whole time. But the the Willow was able uh, uh, to counter uh, the Athena's finishing move into a pinning predicament to pin the Athena. And so now it's going to be the Willow Nightingale versus the Ruby uh, uh, tomorrow on the collision. So, so that, so that's, that's, that'll wrap it up for me here, but I, I, I'll just stick around and give you my two cents about Grayson Waller, if you don't mind. Sure. Sure, Why not? Did they happen to mention anything about an ROH women's title match? Uh, I believe that was implied. There are no, there are, there is a pay-per-view in a week and there are no matches because there was one match and Mark Briscoe uh, now needs knee surgery, unfortunately. Uh, best mm-hmm. healing thoughts to him. That man has certainly been through enough this year. Uh, I, If we get Athena and Willow at the pay-per-view, it should main event. I'm sorry. I'm still mad at ROH for what they've done to me. It hurts my feelings. It's a direct personal attack on me. Uh, and I'm not here for it. But I'll tell you what I am here for. I kind of liked this four pack. I gotta be honest. I liked this match that we got, other than the weird carrying cross stuff. That was a really solid match. Like I think everybody kind of showed out. Um, I really Grayson Waller not winning and Santos Escobar winning is an interesting call because you either have to pay off that Grayson Waller is being touted as a big deal and lost, uh, in which case you should do what I think is good booking because I came up with it. So naturally I think it's good. Uh, But there was this really fun thing and I think they could do it with AJ Styles. So maybe after this Karrion Cross stuff, I thought it would be really fun if you're going to have Grayson Waller losing continually but being touted by legend as someone that can swim is to have Randy Orton come back and to say, Hey, if you're going to be a legend killer, you have to actually beat the guys. I think there's a really, really fun thing that you could do with AJ Styles doing a similar character. Like, uh, Hey, I'm AJ Styles as a babyface gatekeeper is something I could buy. Like, cause he is legendary enough status that it should mean something, right? So if you're going to have Grayson Waller keep losing in these spots, his big win has to mean something. And you have to have the right face cut down the fact that he is losing and still talking this game. In NXT, we just literally never got that. And it was maddening. Uh, You got to do it here because he's in the picture with The Rock and John Cena and Edge, right? That being said, I thought the match was really good. We can go through kind of the finish here with AJ Styles looking for a Styles clash on Butch, who looked fantastic in this as always. Uh, but we get a vignette from carrying across assaulting Carl Anderson. 
and he is not done with AJ Styles for some reason. AJ Styles, an idiot, uh, <laughs> allows Grayson Waller to hit that terrible rolling stunner. I'm sorry. It's not that he does the move wrong. It's that it shouldn't be a finisher. Uh, but Waller hits the rolling stunner on Butch, and Escobar drops onto Waller for a frog splash to pick up the win. Now, the match itself, great. All four of these guys can go. Grayson Waller looks very comfortable for how new he is in this. He's in there with the right guys to make you feel comfortable. That is for sure. Santos Escobar winning. I want to see Santos Escobar. Okay. I really do. Like, I love that guy. I want to see him versus LA Knight. If they're still trying to make me believe that LA Knight is a heel. I don't know what to tell you. I also want to see Santos Escobar in line for the U.S. title. So my concern is that Santos Escobar wins. I get what I want. And it's still the wrong idea because the right move is L.A. Knight beats Austin Theory for this title. That's it. That's the move. You got to have L.A. Knight with some mid-card gold here. It's extremely obvious to me. Now, if Santos Escobar is there and wins, that makes me very excited. But then it's what are you doing with the hottest baby face you've had that isn't in a tag team or fighting Brock Lesnar. Like, what are we actually doing? So match itself, I loved. Booking, I have suspicions about at best. Uh, but Linda, you wanted to talk about Grayson Waller. What are your thoughts here? Well, uh, first of all, uh, AJ, listen. Um, I think you need to hire a better security because that's who I assume those two bob fellows with you are because they never wrestle. So I'm assuming they're just your personal security detail, but they're terrible. You beat Karrion Cross, the Karrion Cross, by yourself in two minutes at the most famous arena in the world, the Madison Square Garden. And then backstage, they managed to get both of their asses handed to them by this man who is not, barely a man, this Karrion Cross. Um, so honestly, right there, higher, better security. Then um, uh, the, the Grayson Waller, I was told, uh, ever since uh, the red, the, the edge taught him how to swim, that that he was getting the rub from everybody in in the business, and he was the next big thing. And everyone was telling me that the, the Grayson Waller, he's that dude. I actually saw somebody tweet, whom I respect, that the Grayson Waller is that dude, and he's going to be a huge star sooner rather than later. So imagine my surprise when not only did he not win this match to then be set up to take on the biggest, most over baby face they have on the roster, LA Knight, in two weeks. Uh, but also, he took the pin. Unnecessarily. Anyone could have taken yeah, the pin other than, other than the Grayson Waller. But he took the pin. So imagine my surprise. I just found it very interesting when that dude took that pin in that match this night. That's all I say. I do wonder if we get a Santos Escobar Grayson Waller feud, which I don't hate that idea because uh, I think that could that could go somewhere good. But I also don't want Santos Escobar losing right now, so it's a, a catch twenty two. But like Grayson Waller versus the LWO could sustain you for a little bit. But when you have John Cena, Edge, and The Rock, it kind of feels like the LWO isn't the next place to go, unless maybe it's a Rey Mysterio thing. Like that's that's someone that's legend status, that's, I guess. That's that's possible. It is. Um, we do find out later. We could talk about the ridiculous pop that LA Knight got um, 
when he came out and uh it was fantastic we're getting another four pack we think uh for to set this up going into SummerSlam, which is good i like there just being stakes on my promo uh, on my promo in my matches i like stakes at my dinner table and i like yeah, i was gonna matches. say that too right? i was like waiting <laughs> but uh if you don't do this with LA Knight, I think there's going to be riots in the street. This man comes out and gives a promo. He actually seemed, I don't want to say nervous, but like this wasn't his cleanest promo and it just didn't matter. Like he, <laughs> he says not putting him in the four pack was a mistake. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Uh, he's going to weasel his way into this for sure. But uh, I, it's just deafening. It's deafeningly loud. It's organic. It happened not on purpose. Like, take advantage of it while you can. And also, Austin Theory at ringside for this match did not do him any favors. There was just nothing of value that came out on commentary. I don't want to continue to harp on this guy, but when you put someone with his same archetype in there and Michael Cole is mowing Austin Theory down and Austin Theory's not countering with anything but saying, I'm the best, I'm a champ like not great like michael cole shouldn't be a stronger promo than you man like this isn't good so um what are your thoughts on if we're getting grayson waller versus la knight or i'm sorry if we're getting la knight versus santos <clears throat> escobar what do you think we get out of this me yeah okay my heart's broken I don't, because you know what's going to happen. I put this out on the Twitter machine, on the threaders and everywhere else. If this is heading towards, uh, you know, freaking LA Knight and Santos Escobar, uh, you know, who's going to win this? You know who's going to win this. And unfortunately, I wanted, I want Escobar to get all the love on. He's just not. And you're right. I mean, it's only time, you know, LA Knight is also kind of leaning on what's going on in the world of the intranet, uh, which is very, very not WWE. Like they never mention what's going on on the intraweb. They never talk about, you know, who's talking on Netscape or a messenger. You know, this is like, this is it. They're actually tout. tout. Yeah. They, they still use tout by the way, uh, behind the scenes. I hope you guys know this, um, breaking news. Uh, so, it's cool to see him lean into this. It's cool to see that he's talking about other wrestlers out there who are talking about him kind of just being this hybrid crap, you know, which is pretty cool, which it's starting to look like. I think theories coming to an end. I think yeah. you're seeing that. And I think if you're going to go ahead and put it on someone that could really elevate the title because he's just super hot and he's just going to be cool as hell with it on, it's going to be him. I wish it was Escobar, but I'll be damned if the charisma that LA Knight has doesn't crush everyone else who's in this tournament right now. Yeah, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's his moment. Like, one of oh, the good yeah. things with Santos Escobar is you could heat him up tomorrow, you could heat him up at eight months from now, sure. and, and that guy is going to give you incredible matches, and he's so damn cool. I think LA Knight is in a moment that you have to capitalize on. Yeah. You absolutely have to capitalize on it. And Grayson Waller's got his whole career ahead of him, and it feels like of there's course. plans for him. Linder. Um, well, listen, so so we so on the FS one, 
which is a network I don't know if my cable package has. I have to I have to call my nephew and see if he can tell me if I have that on my cable package. But on the FS1 next week, we have um we have uh, uh the the Rey Mysterio uh who uh, apparently was cutting his promo not from backstage, but from outside the waiting room in his local dentist's office. I don't know what that wallpaper was or or why it was so echoey in that hallway. But anyway, so he's going to be there. And uh, the Seamus is going to be there. He's the only one who really has a story built in for, for the Austin theory. And so definitely he's going to lose. And then, I don't know, some kind of redneck astronaut. I don't know who this person is because he's had like one match on SmackDown since he got called up um, uh, four and a half months ago. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so they're all going to be in there with, with the LA Knight, who is the most organically over uh, babyface of the past five years, maybe even longer. Um, and, uh, they hate that, you know, they hate that when you get over or by yourself, because remember they wanted to be the manager of a doomed to fail comedy faction. That's what they wanted for him. So instead now he's come out there and he's becoming the, a giant sensation where everyone's chanting his things along with him, giving him huge pops. Um, and so, uh, they're, they're, what, what they're going to do is not capitalize on that in the least. What they're going to do is they're going to put Santos Escobar over LA night. Because LA Knight is the only uh, um, Santos Escobar babyface because he's running with the Rey Mysterio. So babyface won this one. So there's only one heel. Believe you me, they still think this man is a heel because they're idiots. So the LA Knight won heel in the match next week. He'll win that. And then they're going to put Santos Escobar over the LA Knight because they're spiting the LA Knight. They're putting him on TV because the people like it. But they're going to spite him because they're, they're terrible people. But then again, what they're going to do also is they're going to have Santos Escobar go into the match with Austin Theory. We all know Austin Theory is about as hot as cold boogers on a paper plate. But they're going to put him over to Santos Escobar because they, they also, you know, who else they want to spite us, the fans. They hate us and they want us all to be miserable. Mm. So the Austin Theory is going to be going to be U.S. champion until WrestleMania next year. No, Just put it, put it down. No, listen, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting I'm putting I'm putting my, my name on it now. He's going to be champ a lot longer. That's than crazy. Thinks. I don't think that I think they. uh there's no way they can't tell this isn't working. Like, and to be honest, even if it was a ring that was working, it's been long enough that they should probably move on from it. This has just been so, so, so dead in the water. I think regardless of who wins next week, because I think they like what's going on with LWO too. I do think LA Knight is going to be the one to do it because I just feel like it's so obvious that he's a face. And if you're, weren't going to give him money in the bank. It's so that he could do this because I actually think like as much as I want to see LA Knight with the money in the bank briefcase and boy, how do do I him cashing in on Roman would be a waste him cashing in on Seth could be really cool and fun, but I don't know if it's the right move. LA Knight with a mid card title is a hundred percent a great move. There's no doubt about it to me. So I think that's the call. We'll see what they do, but to be honest, even if Santos Escobar wins, I think I think Austin Theory's time is is writing down. This just has not been very good. But Linder, we're gonna say goodbye to you, Bye. and we are gonna say hello to a product that many of Linder's lovers have probably needed, just based on the demographic of their age. <laughs> okay, if you know anything about Linder, she has six husbands. Or had six husbands. Um, 
nine husbands? I can't remember. There's a lot of husbands. Uh, but they've carried her late into life. And not all of those lovers, they don't, they don't all still have it on their own. Sometimes they just need a little help from our friends at Blue Shoe. Is your sex life stuck in developmental? Well, get ready for a call-up with BlueChew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits, no trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Go straight to the top, if you know what I mean. Memorable performance. High spot, you know, whatever other innuendos you can think of, bluechew.com and the code Fightful. Wasn't terrible. You're muted. All I want is functioning internet. (sighs) Just going to move you down here. Get one gig internet for like 20 bucks. You never I, see. I, mean, I have I, a gig. It's just not oh, what? a functioning gig. Yeah. Oh, I pay a lot. I pay a lot for my internet. I pay a lot for my really, really bad internet. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, it's not great. I'm not thrilled. I do have a friend coming over this weekend to help me with my setup. So I'm hoping that we, we can figure some things out because my whole setup sure. is a lot of work and he runs a music studio. So I'm excited. excited <laughs> Hopefully we can figure some things out. But enough about my setup. Let's talk about what gets set up here with AJ Styles checking in on the OC after Cross and Scarlett attacked them. Before we do that, I'm actually going to read this super chat from It's Really Brian, who said, I love Chatsy's promo, circling back to the video package we saw before. Afterwards, she posted on Instagram, uh, I love you, sister. You are my inspiration. Her sister is dealing with liver cancer. If it's okay, here's the link to uh help out and i'm gonna repost that link in the chat or if louise you could do it that would be really 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 awesome uh because god forbid i tempt fate with my internet but you can (laughs) get the link in our chat you can go to shotzi blackheart's uh instagram account to contribute to the gofundme that is set up to help her sister we encourage you to do so we would love for you to support that and we also send of course our best to Shotzi and her family as uh, they navigate this. It's never fun to deal with that C-word or any C-word, really. They're both pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, our our best to her, 100%. I got to be honest. I have my crappy optimum. And I also had a SmackDown blackout for these couple weeks on my cable package i was watching on a different source i did not see this next segment i did not see aj styles with uh the oc and carrie cross and scarlet and all this 
I have a feeling I can tell where it actually went, but I will let you lead this part of the conversation because I missed it while I was refreshing my completely and totally legal source that I was watching the show on. What? Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, you you get to host for a minute. What happened oh. here? I uh, I hope you were using NordVPN. No, <laughs> um, damn, I just threw that in there. Uh, yeah. So this AJ, the AJ Styles, listen, this is not clicking for me. Um, I understand that they're still trying to make Karen Cross a viable, you know, source of treachery and and evilness and witchiness with his wife or whatever they're trying to do there um but i don't to me it's just it just if this is gonna turn out to be a long-term storyline with them cool other than that like you didn't miss anything there was not i mean uh, you know he beat them up and said he was I'm, I'm not done with you you see him backstage just talking like there was just nothing of importance that was obviously they they kind of just recapped it and i don't know if maybe they just are going to have a blow off match in the next pay-per-view and then he moves on to the next person. And by he, I mean, carrying Cross, you know, moves on to someone else he wants to destroy with a tarot card. But to me, I am so lost with this character. I'm sorry. I'm lost with this whole AJ thing. I'm lost with him beating everyone up backstage, but can't beat someone else in a one on one. I'm just like, I'm all sorts out of it. And I don't know how to feel about him as a character. Obviously, I love him outside of that. But and then AJ Styles is, you know, I guess this is because he's coming to an end. You know, his career, you know, his contract is coming up to an end soon uh, from what we're hearing. And I don't know if maybe these matches that he's doing are just like little gimmies, you know. I feel like they really want to make something work with carrying cross. I, and yeah. if you really want to make something work with someone, there's worse people to put them in the ring with than AJ Styles, right? Like I completely get what they're looking to do there. It just isn't working. Um, which is a it's bummer. Not. It's a it's a it's a real bummer. Uh I also feel like they kind of screwed themselves over with this one because Last week, we just saw AJ Styles win with a phenomenal forearm clean in about three minutes. Yeah. It doesn't, like, scream, I need a rematch out of this. What a great rivalry we built. That screams, I kind of kicked your butt and two ladies were fighting on the outside. Like, this this doesn't have the momentum that it needs because they haven't built it necessarily. So uh, this is kind of a bummer that it went this way. But one thing that I am very excited about is that Bobby Lashley has returned. Uh, hooray! We know that he had a, a pretty serious injury. And I, I believe surgery? Yeah, he had a surgery. Uh, that I'm, I don't know if he's cleared to compete in-ring, but darn it, very, very happy to see him back on my screen. Came back to a huge reception, was very, very happy about that. I want the Hurt Business back, and I want them back right now. Uh, but I'm just happy to see Bobby Lashley back on my screen. That absolutely rules. This was just a refreshing shot in the arm, I think, for the SmackDown brand sure. overall. I'm hoping he can work because if he can, he's one of the best in the world. And he's just such a, a great, 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 great presence to have in ring on the show. Makes me very, very happy. Um, but that rules. I'm excited. I don't think with with Lashley, I think that's someone that the company are not going to do what they did last time where they just kind of let him go. 
I think with Lashley, what you have here is is if ever it comes to the point where he can no longer go in the ring, um, he has so much not only star power but just his his mind in wrestling. He can be great in any role that they put him in. Um, we see that you know with uh, Jinder Mahal, he's actually looks insanely incredible on television as a manager. Believable. He looks nasty and mean. And I think that with Bobby Lashley, you can have both sides because Bobby's a nasty ass mf'er when he's a heel, right? Um, I don't like him on the mic. His his I believe like his. Unfortunately for me, I feel like his mic work um, is is good. He can talk, but it's not as strong as I would want it to be if he was a heel. You know, like he doesn't I sound menacing like, to me. I feel like. A lot of it was because of what they've given him. Like when they give him good stuff, I think he's like the best. But when they kind of like go directionless or they have unjustified heel and face turn stuff, like right. Because I think they... his best work was the Lana stuff. Come on, I'm just get kidding. out of town to take a bus. <laughs> the hurt business, baby. Come <laughs> on, I love the hurt. It wasn't. Business. It wasn't those Miro and and Lana segments. You know, like oh, the Lord wedding and the cake. Me. Are you sure? Because I could have sworn those segments were getting ratings. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But I, when he was just like this cool, charismatic guy that was in the hurt business, I didn't care if he was heel or face. I was like, that guy's cool. I want to see him beating people up regardless of who was against. So I would love for them to get back to that. I do think MVP added like a lot to that picture. I, I feel like that was a really good spot. Probably my favorite of the MVP kind of managerial stuff that we've seen. But the way he came back makes me think that he probably will be wrestling. Like, I think you don't bring him back. Oh, of course. Yeah. In this way, if he's not. So I'm very hopeful. I just uh, try to be cautious when I'm speaking about people who were just injured because I don't know if he's cleared. So um, and it was a, a pretty serious little surgery. Did you, so. did you ever watch Lashley's um, TNA run? Pieces of it. Pieces of he it. Was, or in slash impact. Right. That was my favorite Bobby Lashley. Sure. Makes that sense. was he was insane and i think it's because of course they let him go they let him be him uh, here you know obviously for certain reasons they have to <clears throat> you know mitigate and kind of jump in and and ride that wave where he has to figure out what they give him and make it work so i i think i think just just having him on screen the smile the suit just getting the guys on board hey get in here i think something's cooking and i'm 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 willing to eat so i'm a little cook yeah, and it feels like the way he came back with the presentation he came back might be headed back to that iteration of him like that. And those 10 seconds, it was 10 seconds. And in those 10 seconds, the crowd popped inside the arena. We popped at home, you know, let's go. Yeah, there was a pretty decent stretch of SmackDown in here. Like, I felt like the beginning stalled and we'll talk about the end in a second. But like the four pack of the booking was weird. I thought the, the match was good. Like there was... Sure. We got Bobby Lashley back. There was some meat on the bone with us. And of course, the Solo Sokoa stuff I was ranting and raving about earlier. So good. But isn't that a normal? I feel like that's a normal SmackDown. It's always been like that. Like we have our highs where things are kind of rocking. But, you know, the rematch stuff sucks. But I I feel like you that's the wave that SmackDown has always rode. You know, you have, the you know, those two hours. So um, you have your pre. It's like a little. Like you just mentioned, you have, oh, great thing happened here, but not in the ring and blah, blah, blah. I feel like, unfortunately, for the last you know year that we've been together doing this, it's we've, we've kind of looked at SmackDown that way. 
yeah and it's you know for me i'm a, i'm a women's wrestling fan like i especially i am too of, of wwe so it's it's disheartening to see how limited the time has gotten and to your point earlier like oscar getting screwed again in all this it, really really bums me out and it makes me think that like this was a lot Kate, of stephanie mcmahon <clears throat> like let me ask let me ask you something and it's just kind of gone I, I want to ask you something. Are, are, do we have less women in the roster right now than a year ago? No, we have a very no, healthy yeah, presence of women. Yeah. Right. So why aren't we getting more of these women on our screen? Like, And then there's Mondays, obviously, that they have women running the yeah, show. Right? Yeah. And then, then they just disappear. Or segments and times get cut. Like, I don't understand. That's not for another show. But I just I, it just pisses me off. I'm a, well, I'm a girl a, dad, you know. I want to see women thrive and be on television, do their thing, you know. Yeah, and do like spooky Scottish witches. So, like, just in general, God. you want to see it on screen. But like, there's a there's a few factors in that. To from where I'm sitting, right? Um, the women's tag division has never been great. It mm-hmm. is now forming, and we're getting somewhere. It takes a long time, but mm-hmm. I'm encouraged to see things like Shotzi having direction. I'm encouraged to see basketball chelsea green getting over with sonia deville i'm encouraged to see teams existing which seems pretty basic but was missing for a long time so i'm trying to have some patience around the tag division especially because that's also you get a two for one with that with how many women you're getting on screen right that's a really really good thing the other piece of this is um there's also a significant amount of in-ring time for the men of recent. Yes, like we've yes. seen it shrink for the women, but the men's matches have been getting shorter and getting cut and been chaotic as well. It's just that the women had a shorter ratio in relation to that already. Of so there, there is kind of a, it's an overall problem and a women's wrestling problem right now. There are things like Becky had assist. Yeah. surgery thing and was yep. still getting in the ring because she's an absolute badass um but to me the biggest thing is you should be measuring programs by your champions right and Agreed. right now you have Liv and raquel who raquel's going after Rhea. so are they gonna drop are they not do we care about the tag titles in that regard i'm not sure Rhea ripley i don't know for, for whatever reasons because she was banged up or not, she's felt like Dominic Mysterio's side piece instead of like her own woman. That hasn't been great. And we're talking about the Oscar reign very shortly. So it, it's those kinds of things that need to get settled. I think part of it is women specific. And I think part of it is just an overall program issue because the, the screen time and some of these championship reigns have not felt like they were on track. And then so I don't want to be backstage working this. And this would, goes on both. This goes on both brands, by no the way. way. Like, they both have not done a good job by my women. No, yeah, and it's um AW more spooky to, witches, please. More just like spooky witch. Give spooky witches a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, and AEW has has put their foot on the gas and taken it off a, a bunch. Right, we've seen that over and over again. Part of this, I think, is the Jamie Hader stuff like her being injured really threw a lot of this off, but same deal, like minimal scream time. They got another two hours of wrestling. It's one women's match per collision. Like it's not great. It's not great. So it is a problem. 
ROH was like the spot for women's wrestling for a minute, but now ROH doesn't. I've seen your tweets. I'm not happy with you, even though I haven't been following the product. I'm just not happy overall with what's been happening. I'll cry about it off air when we're done. Uh, we got me enormous with the chat. Thank you so much, guys. Get in your super chats and, and humper chats. We are down the home stretch here. We are closing in on our main event segment, but me enormous saying, What's up, partners? Where is he? Yeah. What's up, partner? Yo, his song makes me want to fight, yo. Every time his song comes on, I feel like if someone's next to me, they're getting drop kicked right in the throat. It's awesome. And Eddie keeps in the G1. So good. And yeah. Eddie Kingston got to do his G1 presser today. And the G1 pressers were so much fun. Uh, yeah. Sup, partner? Right back at you. Happy Bastille Day. Happy Bastille Day to you. How was the wrestling tonight? It was a roller coaster, Meet Normus. I'll tell you what. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of it already. So you can go back to the beginning of the stream and watch. But there were ups, there were downs, there were highs, there were lows. Okay, but we're going to get to the very, very predictable in a short moment here. <laughs> happy uh, National Nude Day today, July 14th. Dang, you're not going to show any clavicle for that? I will right before the show ends. I'm going to lick my hands and show you some clavicle peeps. Wow. This is where it's at. This is, See, that's this more is, than the OnlyFanders get. That is, this is how you make someone stick around for the main event. It's exactly what Alex Throw said. some uh, humper chats and some uh, super chats my way, baby. You know, we'll see what happens tonight. Feeling good. Oh my gosh. It's so tempting because <laughs> the chat is lighting up with the G1. But we have to talk about this women's championship match. Surprise, surprise, Alex. <gasps> this ends in a no contest because of a spear from Charlotte Flair. We get a disqualification. It was a, a decent match, a good match. We all knew where it was coming. We had Bailey and EO at ringside waiting to cash in. Before this, we also had a segment with Adam Pierce where Charlotte said she's going to go home. She said her piece. She feels good about Bianca. <laughs> then we cut to Bailey, who's just always so mischievous. I love it so much. Um, saying that she's going to be out there with EO. Conveniently, they're standing right there as all this goes on. And Charlotte says, uh, well, I'm not going home now. So our main event goes the exact way that you thought it would. I am glad it was in the main event slot after there were zero women's matches last week. It's a woman's title match. It should be in the main event. Uh, but it just feels like, can you please make Asuka feel important? Very nice to see her in action, though, and very nice to see Bianca in action as well. Um, I just hope that like, we get a really good story that feels like Asuka's at the center of it because it felt like for like a month, she was holding the other brand's title and not doing mm. anything. And it feels like we've seen very little of her in the ring and it's all been a catalyst for something completely different. Uh, I think that Asuka deserves to have the push that she deserves. And I want to see her and EO fight for like six months. So yeah, please let's get us there regardless of uh, what that cash in looks like, whether she wins or loses. I really, really want to see them fight about it. So yeah, straight cash in the chat saying Asuka's title run has been about everything but her. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. It's it's been she's been third wheeling it, man. Yeah, third wheel, fifth wheel last week. God, they made Eo and Bailey feel more important than her. So uh kind of a a bummer, but she's she's been great. Like this whole character iteration when they let her off the chain has been really, really good. Uh, the crowd was popping for her so much. The moment in Saudi Arabia was great, and then they just haven't gone anywhere with it. So 
That is a bummer. Uh, but a, a decent enough main event. It was just very, very predictable. And because this was going to end in interference, it never got to the level that we know Asuka and Bianca are capable of because yeah. we've seen them do it before. Any thoughts on our main event here? I'm I'm upset. I'm I'm sad. I'm I'm frustrated. Uh oh. You could have typed it in the private chat, man. You were just backstage. Or I'm oh, sorry, Linda was backstage. Tomorrow night. What's tomorrow? Saturday night? What time? Give me a time. Is it past nine? If it's past nine, then yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, battle oh. of the belts and collision. Oh yeah, battle of the belts. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do battle of the belts together. Yeah, because I'll be up anyway, so might as well show some more clavicle tomorrow. <laughs> Your thoughts on our main? Um, shoot, I almost forgot. Yes, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm upset. I just want, I want Asuka's run to be a tremendous run. I want them to put the same amount of, of love and passion that they would put behind a Becky and behind a Charlotte and so on behind Asuka, you know? Um, unfortunately, I continue to say this, and I think Freddie hit the nail on the head when he spoke. We spoke about this off air. Is that is the language barrier? She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a mouth mouthpiece. She can't defend herself. The few things that she says could only get her so far, and you can't counter her physicality because the women are not getting time to show that physicality like a solo Sukkot can, where he can beat the crap out of people, look at them, and you know exactly what he's saying. This poor woman is running out there throwing mist in people's faces and then doing her little dance, you know, stage left. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because now you're sitting here and this has totally now become a Charlotte Flair and Bianca deal. This is no longer a Oscar deal. Now this is a deal of who is going to get the title. Agreed. And the fact that her first reign was in the pandemic like she never really got to have Sorry the rant. That on a rant. She... I apologize. No, 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 no. It's a it's a, a rant that I would have gone on if you didn't. Um, it's it's a bummer because it's not like the crowd wasn't behind her. You know what I mean? Like the crowd oh. was very much behind her. Yeah. So. New Oscar people were loving New Oscar. The makeup. Yeah. The, the... New Oscar's the old Oscar. Oh. Honestly, this yeah, was okay. like yeah. the old iteration of her yeah, in Japan. Yeah, yeah. but right. like new new in WWE world. And yes. Um, it's just a bummer that they've chosen not to do anything with it. But uh, that is our extremely predictable main event that never really got into the gear that we know it's capable of. And we know <laughs> that because we've seen it. But we do get a chat from Bizarro Big L saying, I believe those security guys associate with J&J. <laughs> KWWE books like they are geniuses and the crowd is wrong. It's like Disney. They throw out what isn't stamped by them. I call Hook versus JP in Boston after Double or Nothing. I can't wait five days. That I think is going to be really, really fun. I've been calling for that to be a hair versus hair match. Hook versus JV. Either one of those guys losing their hair would feel personal. Personal, I tell you. Michael Dammit saying, give me evil badass EO. I know she's popular now, but I need to see mean badass EO. I'm Leaf kind of... Perry alone. I kind of... Uh, Leave Perry alone. I'm I want to see what can happen with EO with a sincere babyface run. Like it's she's super, super over. Um, and it's always special when a wrestler gets over basically just because of their wrestling. 
Evil EO is really fun. EO, who hates everybody, is also really fun. Like, even people she tags with, like, she just hates them. Uh, that was poorly executed in NXT, but was going somewhere really fun if they would have allowed it to. She just, like, doesn't have any friends and hates being around people. Relatable. Um, so I am intrigued, but I think because we already know what a bonafide evil badass EO can bring to the table... Yeah, I definitely, I understand the temptation to go back there, but I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens with a with a proper face EO Sky. Uh, but I, I get it. EO that was jumping off ropes with a trash can on her head in War Games. Can't complain. Can't complain. It's really, Brian says, I'm going to be at the show next week. Oh my gosh, have so much fun. But I am nervous. There's only one match announced. Well, that's one more than the pay-per-view for ROH. Grimes and Knight have great chemistry. I was there for their takeover matches with the million dollar belt. That was really, really fun. Uh, but hope the bloodline crap doesn't hijack half the show like last week. You know, I will say, as much as it hijacked the show, the live crowd was so into it. So I, I think that even if it does take up a good portion of the show when you're there live, you know, all that production stuff comes into play when you're there live in a really, really fun way. Uh, I hope you get a good show, too. I hope we all get a good show next week. I hope the Road to SummerSlam is a fun and compelling one. There's so much great wrestling on TV. We're at the end of the show now, so if you just cared about the SmackDown review, that's that's your SmackDown review. Now I will say, if you have even the slightest interest in wrestling outside of WWE, particularly in New Japan, and you don't go back and watch the pressers, oh my god, you are missing out. Here's one where ELP's talking and Will Ospreay's just corpsing the whole time. You got Kenta <laughs> calling everybody in his block ugly. You got Eddie Kingston showing up last minute because of travel stuff. You got Zack Sabre Jr. testing out his microphone 800 times and just to say basically let's go in Japanese. You got so much fun stuff happening on the G1 blocks. You got ridiculous stuff from Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coughlin. New Japan G1 is around the corner. I'm hyped. Right now, it's my favorite wrestling company in the world, so I am excited. Go, go, go watch those interviews. They are so, so funny. The G1 pressers are always, like, classic, classic stuff. Really, really fun. Lots of good wrestling on your television. Of course, tomorrow, we have Collision and the Battle of the Belts. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the main channel is handling the Collision and post show into a possible watch along i think that's the plan i think they're gonna have battle of the belts on while they're reviewing collision uh alex plasky told you what's happening on fightful select she's gonna be joined by this alex so breaking news there as well double a um, i will probably take a much needed night off as i am exhausted but i will be watching along for sure because we have a ton of great wrestling on the horizon but alex where can the good people find you Find me on Instagram, just like my Twitter handle, but without the underscore. And so your from, name. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, keep a lookout. So much great stuff happening. It's almost spooky season. I just love everything that's oh happening my God. right now. You're going to channel your... I like how you say that, and it's literally July. It is not almost Halloween. It's, can I be honest with you? Uh, if you walk into your local Lowe's, Home Depot, or any home goods store, all fall stuff, Michaels, Joann's, whatever, tops, if you wherever you go, everything Halloween is out already. Costco. The kids I just am, got into 
school like three I'm, weeks ago. Man. I am so excited. I am so ready. Um, and uh, soon, you know, maybe I'll be a spooky witch. I don't know. There you go. At least you'll be manifesting back on the screen. We can hope for that. Love thyself. That's it. I love that you say that. Well, it's 90 degrees outside. Like spooky season's almost here. The leaves are basically <laughs> I, changing. As I'm I live in North Carolina now. So, you know, I don't I get a my season starts like in December. Oh, good for you. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Kate Fabe. You can also find me all over this channel. I'm on the Fightful Select post shows on Monday. And for pay-per-views, I am on the Fightful main channel, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday for NXT, ROH, as long as it's a thing. And here for your SmackDown review on Fridays and Wednesdays, I am at the Mark Order podcast at Mark Order Pod on Twitter. Please join us there to talk all things all elite. Enjoy a fun and wrestling-filled weekend if you're watching. If not, enjoy just a nice weekend off. We will see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.